0: Hello, it's Lita here from Community Finance Ireland, and welcome to our podcast series. Change makers are in every community, they're in every city, and they're down every rural road, right across the island of Ireland. This series meets with those amongst us who choose change. Their stories demonstrate what can be done when we work together. And here at Community Finance Ireland, we speak finance, but we hear people. And we really do hope you enjoy listening to them. Uh, Good afternoon to all of our listeners. It's Lita here from Community Finance Ireland and uh, we are here uh, in social distancing on our webinar speaking to Ollie Green, who is the Artistic Director of the Greater Chantilly Community Arts Centre based in Derry in Northern Ireland. Um, Ollie, you're very welcome and thank you very much for taking time uh, to talk to us during what we know and we appreciate very challenging uh, readjustment stages for all of us in the uh, voluntary and community service sector can you tell us a little bit about the organization and the project there in Derry for the listeners who may not have heard of you before or maybe down the other end of the of the island uh, they could be in kerry mm-hmm. they could be in belfast they could be in mayo um, they could be you know listening in from wherever they might well, be across in, the world uh, yeah so what uh, tell us a little bit about the, well,
1: the what Greater Gentile Community Arts here is a uh, we are a community arts charity. We formed in December 1999, just over 20 years ago now. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: and our brief and our rationale for being here is to provide access to the arts for as many people as possible. Yeah. We began here in the area of Gallia where we are in Derry. It's an area of high social and economic deprivation, has been for generational. And I suppose, Coming at the back end of the conflict, uh, there was a need for really within the heart of these big urban community estates, yes, uh, an opportunity to engage young people from our communities in very positive activities. So we began as a community festival uh, and just emerged as a grassroots community arts organization that has grown and developed over the last 20 years.
0: And at the moment, Ben, you were saying to me earlier that there's approximately 1,300 children a week are now coming through your facility and that at the height, pre-COVID, you'd have about 80 classes a week that are facilitated. Are those classes facilitated by volunteers or by employees?
1: Uh, Well, mostly there would be directly uh, professional facilitators who have expertise in different areas. We have counsellors. We do have volunteers also doing that as well. But by and large, uh, we would use professional uh, either dance, drama, uh, theatre, teachers, people who have... Uh, great experience that. working within the community uh, and who can bring their own artistic expertise to um, basically these shows. To what you need and can
0: I and then you so tell me how you got involved because you've been the artistic director since its start which is almost 20 years ago I mean clearly there might have been what started you what got you involved a love of the arts a love of your community in Derry what started it how did you get involved?
1: Yeah well I suppose uh, I suppose After ceasefires, I had worked away uh, for a long time and been back in the city in terms of this, working in the heart of local communities and community Mm -hmm. development work for many years prior to this. We'd seen a gap within our community and the need for arts engagement and arts development. Therefore, what we actually done was began as a community festival. And at the end of that festival, that festival came about because a young person had died the previous year bonfires, oh, okay. and we knew the negativity and around that. Yeah. So the idea of getting people come together to re-image their own community and actually yeah. re-image the opportunities for that time of the year during the summer where okay. people, young people could be involved in positive activity okay. uh, just grew and developed into, I suppose, a community arts program. Uh, yeah. And we know the value of arts in terms of, I suppose, not just transforming people's lives, but also in terms of re communities, actually yeah, positively engaging people of all ages. So that was really the, the vehicle that we chose. Uh, and I suppose, from my own perspective, as the um, sort of founder of Greater Synogamy the reality was that we wanted to grow and develop it uh, in a way that would continue to embrace people and give access to people in our communities, the opportunity to both culturally express themselves, but also creati- creatively express themselves.
0: Yeah, because I suppose that's part of what makes us so successful, isn't it? That you've got these creative classes and these outlets for young children to escape uh, and to sort of express what it is that they want to do in a very safe place. Would that be fair?
1: Yeah, well, and it's not just in terms of classes. I suppose the classes engage people. We have a new centre here now that we're working on developing. Uh, prior to that, we would have engaged, I mean, we all have been to the forefront of developing the likes of St. Patrick's Day parades here in the city, yeah. which didn't happen for many years. We've yeah. been involved from the very first Halloween parade, and you know, Derry's famous for that across very the world. Very famous. So I know. We have developed them programs up and taken them to. We have ensured that our communities here in the Galia Chantal area of the city, where we're about five miles from the city centre, with a big urban population here, we've ensured that they have been at the heart, uh, really brought from age to centre, and to the centre of the creative life of the city. So we understand that by engaging people and giving ownership through the creative industries in lots of different ways, gives us an opportunity, uh, not just to enhance our city and how our city is seen, but also to actually, tie into the whole, whole sort of economics of the city through cultural yeah. tourism and others and also in terms of the pride that the city feels yeah B- and there B- is a
0: strong creative streak in people from from that from Derry. i think you know you. well people, you and it would be biased, kind
1: of, of course and i think it we um yes it's in the veins it's in the blood it's in the dna so it, yeah it, and, it runs through that people expect that they sing and dance and they're it, also expected they be able to
0: <laughs> yes, of course. And so the social impacts that you set out about that with that project in the community, I mean, obviously, the social impacts are the mental health of some of the children that are coming in and out of the classes. Uh, what other social impacts do you think you've created with the project?
1: Well, I think, you know, our Arts and Older People's programs, we have had a whole range over many years of different programs. The challenges as well use the Arts to challenge society, sometimes yes. challenge themselves. We've done projects there like don't Shoot Me, Wayne, Shoot Me, uh, a film drama project that we actually put on in different areas across the city that looked at the issue of punishment attacks. Uh-huh. We've done many short films uh, in terms of looking at substance abuse, you know, alcoholism, different things. We've also done programs in terms of for mental health and well-being with our older people, drawing people in and using the arts as a vehicle for really uh, getting people I suppose sometimes they look different at themselves, they tell their own yeah. stories, but also they build up their confidence and reduce isolation. So there's been many, many sort of social impacts over the many years that yeah. not just in terms of reimaging our communities, because GEGA has had a bad rap, you know, for a lot of time and a lot of young people can at times be seen, you know, in a very like wee hoodies and all this sort of stuff. So a lot of the things that we have done is really encouraging young people and Others they see our young people in a very positive light, yeah, them and, them and that their experience.
0: individualism is to be embraced, isn't that right? And very
1: much so, embraced. give them take the platforms to yeah. our festivals, events, and yeah. programs that have happened, their films and productions, uh, give them, uh, I suppose, a vehicle they actually show off the very positive side of our young people. And sometimes that's missed, you know. I think the genuineness of young people, give them encouragement, tell them they're yeah. brilliant and tell them to get out there, and and they show off, uh, and sometimes it's just what it's about.
0: No bad thing but, to express themselves oh yeah. And what surprises people when they visit Studio Two the most? I mean, obviously we can see today some of the vibrant colours and the kind of bright pops of colour that you've got right. in the studio. Um, what other things do pe- just do are people surprised about when they go to visit well, for the
1: first time? If I was moving you around and stuff, I guess I would make sure you look at the, see the wallpaper behind oh, us oh and yes, be <laughs> there's Mickey yes. doing his what he called. But if I was they think you know, you walk around the place, what that yeah. would be the most important thing. It's a little bit like a Doctor Who's Tardis. Sometimes it yes. grows. It looks like an industrial units on the outside yeah. and then grows. But I think what you will see across it is the images of people who've been here. and Celebration
0: we, of those people and who've and been celebration
1: yeah. You'll see bright colours. Yeah. Uh, very clearly from my perspective, bright colours are about ensuring that people feel happy when they come in. Yeah, so it's um, a really
0: positive, energetic space when people come in. And they may it, not, not have a had that in their place there,
1: that people can feel at home at, comfortable yeah. in. um. Encouraged in terms of their own creativity. Uh, you want to be inspired, and I'm inspired every time I look at some of the laughs and the, and the cheery faces and some of the kids yeah. performing in pictures yeah. in the wall. So we've turned our walls into wallpapers of telling stories at times. Okay. Um, the spaces are need to be functional and supportive, and they are, you know. Uh, we have a nice little garden, a wee cafe space. Uh, we're developing, I'd say, through the help of yourselves uh, in terms of developing uh, a new bigger Performance space upstairs so I suppose when we've taken a number of old garages and transformed them into a new vibrant community arts centre. um, Tell
0: me a little bit about that because you mentioned there about some of the new projects that you're working on so 20 years in studio two there's different stages of ambition and build and that takes people and it takes funding and it takes cash flow so when you talk about you know some of the help that you've had over the 20 years I mean obviously a project of your type would be supported by you know possibly people like the Derry City and Straban District Council or possibly the Department of Communities. Is there funding available, easily available for projects of that nature?
1: Very much so and I suppose from the early days you know as a, an organisation in the first year or two mm. uh, you would have done small grant programmes and yes. sort of fun, done fundraising uh, yeah. to try and uh, sort of meet the cost of the organization. But as, as the organization, and your programming's grown and expanded, yeah, you have a, a range of different funders that you've gone after at times. So, so I suppose my role as the artistic director has also been to write the applications at times. So you're going after, like, of so Peace fund when we're working on yeah. good relations projects. Yes, our, yes. The, the Arts Council will be our core funder. Yeah. Uh, and they have seen the benefit and have supported us for the last 10 or 12 years now uh, in terms of developing up access to the arts. Local Council sometimes support us and. Areas like localized festivals and events. Yeah. Uh, They're headline festival funds. We've run the county fly last year. Uh, so, in, in different programs, they'll target different people uh, and different so organizations. There's different
0: people involved in the programs and the different funding. I mean, I've noticed also that you were recently one of the recipients for the new National Lottery Community Fund. Uh, one of the projects that was identified for some of that funding. Would that
1: be right? Yeah, we got a small amount through the, uh, the National... Yeah. But, Latter- but everything Latter- helps, Latter-
0: I guess, doesn't it?
1: That was basically towards the, um, the COVID-19 uh, response. Okay. And obviously, uh, back in March, when we had to uh, go from a, a normal fibre arch organisation into providing a community relief centre, I think we tried to step up to the mark and actually help people by... Mm-hmm. Uh, providing a free meal service which yeah. in the previous in the past 10 weeks has gone on to deliver some like twenty one thousand free meals out to people from are you really
0: like so the, the impact of covid meant that you just had to relook at your people and your uh, and your building and say well what else can we do to help our community here Twenty thousand meals in the last 10 weeks is a lot of meals it how is. do you go from classes and dance classes and arts classes to actually creating and
1: Mm. actually packing food? Well, it's really in terms, because we had the catering facilities here in terms of this, and it's really been down to, I suppose the attitude of our board and our management in terms of this is that we're a community arts organisation and community being a very important part of that. Mm. And the older people who have used our services over many years are Mm. very much part of uh, here at Studio 2. So the idea of us actually helping out the community when it's needed is in something the new, we've done it many different ways and many times, and I thought uh, at the start of this process, mm-hmm. we could do what we could do best, yeah. and we were able to, because we have a big volunteer base, we are able to develop up a program yeah. So that I was going to ask you that,
0: you've got over a hundred volunteers there, do you, on an, on a, on a, an annual basis? You come on an annual group? basis
1: and an ongoing basis we have, yeah. and we've got lots of new ones in recent times, uh, we have a great... Um, I suppose pull a Valant here. She so have commonly help at different times during the summer yeah. when we run our summer schemes, when yeah. we're putting on pantomimes or shows yeah. at Christmas, at Halloween, St Patrick's Day, and then we're normal classes. We have people come along. We have because you're range from your kids classes, which is my first dances and you know three to five year olds, right through to our older people's programs. Yeah, There's a range of people who will come and help out and assist during that period I would
0: imagine that, I mean, as I know you were saying earlier that something like over 300 residents have availed of that personal development classes that you used to do in the centre before COVID. Do they come in as volunteers as well at a later time when it's required or when I they feel it has a need?
1: It, it has happened, and I think we have seen how volunteers have grown and developed and become part of yeah. the family here yeah. uh, at do too, because that's exactly what you're trying to create is that family attitude. You're you in it know, together. And we have had young volunteers uh, from our youth programs. Or uh, We have a dedicated youth officer. So basically, they've come along through the youth programs and developed up coming back as sometimes as leaders, coming back as facilitators. And then in the future years, they've come back and bring their own kids back. They enjoy the same process as well. It's a
0: generational thing as well as... Bringing the, the the young and the older people together, which is really kind of lovely because it, that does create that sense of bonding. Can I ask you, Ollie, uh, for the listeners? I mean, obviously you've you spoke about your funding and you talked about the, there's a sort of what I would call um, a collaboration of different kinds of funding. How did the team come to the decision to approach Community Finance Ireland, formerly UCIT? Um, what relationship did and what tipping point created that the need for what they give you or what they gave you at the time.
1: And it was a very much a a clear need. Uh, And I suppose I had heard from other community organizations across the city uh, who had been supported by uh, the foundation before. Yeah. um, And who literally had had great experience with them. So I had uh, come along and I had made contact with, Finnan, uh, who so came yeah. out, and
0: an executive.
1: he literally he was able to come out and he came out had a yeah. cup of tea, sat down with us, had a good look at what it is our plan was, what we mm-hmm. needed the resource for. Yeah, uh, and he helped me in terms of uh, devising up uh, an application process that he felt yeah. uh, had taken on board everything uh, that we would need detail. Yeah, um, and it was a wonderful experience for us in that. Right. Uh, we did seem to have found the funder who, and because you are, you want to be partners with your funders and you wanted to find someone who's going to see the vision of what yes. we've got in front of us and buy into it. Yeah. And you're enough, you know, whilst we understand the technical and the administrative processes that comes at us, uh, but at the same time, you kind of want people to be partners in this. And yeah. I think we find that, I think, uh, so, would
0: you, so did you feel that Community Finance Island became part of the family? They were just the part that brought another piece in to help you do your first floor studio?
1: Well, you know, they come at a very, very important time for us. Okay. And their support has allowed us to achieve the refurbishment that I was talking about earlier that is yeah. happening here at the moment. Uh, and it is going to have a legacy that will not only support the sustainability of us going forward uh, as yeah. a professional community arts organisation, but also in terms of engage us, with more people because of yes. the facilities have been uh, facilitated here. And uh, so you're going to have a
0: bigger space so more people can come.
1: And I suppose it'll help us sustain our organization going forward. So
0: oh, so there's the, a good, so, so, that, so that that sort of funding at that point, that kind of key tipping point just helps you to create more sustainability and gives you the opportunity to see beyond COVID actually and into probably the next five or six years of the it, it been, Is
1: It's at a key time for us and yeah. a key time of our organisational development yeah. and it allows us again, to grow with confidence yeah. and yes we know the services are, are much needed and well used yeah. I think having the facilities around mm-hmm. us to be able to have a vision and yeah. to progress that vision over the time ahead is so important. So this was our first engagement, yeah. we're hoping that, that it's going to be just a start of a pathway and uh, a relationship that actually really? builds towards, we have a massive big site out here that we will actually take on and we have very yeah. ambitious in terms of plans going forward. So we want good partners in terms of doing that. And that's what we so finding.
0: So despite everything, you're still very much looking towards the future, Ollie. Um, I want to ask you then for our listeners, because um, there'll be lots of volunteers or other like-minded people like yourself who see a need and want to make a change in their community. And they'll probably be either a little bit earlier of in their stage than you are at yours. What have you learned from the process of working on a community project of this nature? Because you've been there 20 years, so there must be lots of stuff that you've actually learned that you could share with us.
1: Well, well, I think, first of all, I suppose you know, people can be put off because Mm -hmm. of once sometimes when they have a good idea and there's lots of administration, lots of red uh, Mm tape that come in around your processes and policies and procedures Mm -hmm. and how you're going to do it.
0: Yeah,
1: I wouldn't let any of that get in the way uh, of. Having a good idea that you believe is yeah, needed, yeah. yeah, and having the ambition and get people surround yourself with positive people yeah. who want to make a difference. Yeah, and they, they genuinely make a difference uh, for the communities that they're desired. Yeah. So and you're kind you of looking, that? you're
0: almost looking for like-minded change makers. Those people that actually see the dream and say, do "You know what, guys, we'll be the group that will do it." So teamwork is something that we hear a lot of, and that resilience and that we just the doggedness to just get through it and keep going what else have you learned from the process that you could share with people other than those particular assets or learnings
1: well, well sometimes in terms of this is drawing up a good plan yeah having a plan yeah. and even though the plan will run into bumps and bangs along the road yeah. but actually having a vision and sharing that vision as much as you can getting yeah. people bought into the vision in terms of where it's going uh, ensuring that that vision matches what you set out to do at the beginning, in mm-hmm. terms of, for us it's about access to the arts and encouraging mm-hmm. our community to enjoy that, you know, so ensuring that that vision and the plan are aligned and that everyone shares it and become takes an ownership of it. So everybody feels
0: part of it. I think that's probably a really good insight that you actually set the vision and the mission, but you actually have a way that you can mm-hmm. articulate it and bring people with you. Um, is there anything else that you thought might be useful to share with the, um, the community that might be listening to us? Because obviously COVID has been a challenge for you, but you've embraced it really positively. What's mm. your view on how you're going to manage your way through the next phase of COVID? And I
1: do think uh, I put up a little post on Facebook this morning uh-huh. uh, in terms of we had a bunch of kids out dancing uh, yeah. in the rain. And I'm saying, you know, when a storm comes, you can either wait it out. But the best yeah. thing to do is just go and dance in the rain and yeah. let it happen. So the reality is this. I think everyone in society has been faced with a time
0: uh, yeah.
1: of change. yeah. time that has been worrying for an awful lot of people and caused an awful lot of pain to a lot of people. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I think people have to survive, get up and get on and go yeah. back to and actually enjoying life to the most. the yeah. positive thing that people can do yeah. is realise that, We're here for a short time and a good time. Yeah, and it might just also
0: just be a reset time, right? And also everybody all. I mean, it's not as if the community and the volunteering community haven't had difficult times before. And I guess maybe this concept that we're all in it together might help us. Um, But I think your story... First of all, what you've been doing in the Chantilly Community Arts Project, and I recommend anybody who's in the dairy area to pop in and have a look, join one of those classes. The empowerment. That the made, whole of Ireland, they come. I know, <laughs> get up there. Uh, but also it's important for people to know that you're, you've got all of that positivity and that you're helping people to really feel good about themselves, whatever their age And that even during COVID, you've been able to still make people feel good about themselves and do good things. So I think it's to be admired. And I'm very grateful that you took this time out because I appreciate that it is a very trying time as we rejuggle everything. But I want to say thank you very much for spending the time talking to us, Ali. Continued success to you and all the brilliant volunteers and the children and the local residents that are using the Studio 2 facilities. And we wish you continued success.
1: Thank you.
0: from our team at community finance island thank you to those volunteers and leaders who spent time sharing their success and determination we hope you found some useful insights while listening here their stories demonstrate that dreamers are always welcome in our communities you may be a dreamer today but you too could be the change maker of the future be sure to subscribe to this series and tune in to hear our next story coming soon